recording. <laughs> okay, another morning session. Good night, then. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, I feel like we're both still pretty fresh right now. We are because the morning. Ashley and I set alarms just like we did for our last episode of Senchal Kapama. Yeah. And we both slept through them. And we were like, oh, crap, I just woke up. We'll hurry. And so now I just feel – I mean, I had time to feed the dog and make coffee and stuff, but right, I just feel a little frazzled. And then I started to text you like, I think I know why I didn't wake up. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell her when we're recording because I was having the weirdest dream. Stop. I had really weird dreams last night too. Were, were there DZ actors in them? No, okay. there were exes in mine. And I was oh. like, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, mine was much more pleasant than that. Um not. So, Dang it. I want your dream. <laughs> so, okay, get this. I watched Senchal Kapama twice yesterday, live, and then okay. had like a little watch party with um, Hannah and Katie. And so like that's what I watched yesterday. And yet, that's not – nobody in there is who I dreamt about. I had a dream. I was hanging out with Ebo and his wife, Ugh. but not his wife, like whoever in I had – life? Yes. Like whoever I had conjured up in my subconscious as his wife was not Mira. Mira I think is how you say her name. Okay. Um, but she was very nice. And she's the one who speaks English, which is funny because in my dream, she was also the one who spoke English. Okay. But, like, she would leave to go, like, do stuff and, like, we'd be hanging out and, like, baking and then it would just be, like, me and Ebo in the kitchen, like, trying to chat. Like, and he would, like, make this very <laughs> pointed effort to, like, speak English. And then I would try to, like, make this pointed effort to speak Turkish and, like, try to have a conversation. And then I, like, wound up leaving the brownies in the oven for too long. Uh, and then I, like, blamed it on him for distracting me with his um, handsomeness. And, like, it was just, like – but I wasn't even saying it, like, in a flirty way. I was literally just, like, well – Like, you were really frustrated? Yes. Like, well, if you weren't so handsome. Exactly. <laughs> And he's like, I'm sorry, I'll still eat them, like the gentleman he probably really is in real life. I I was just like dying. And then I woke up and I was like, what in the world was that? I need to tell Ashley about this because probably in four hours I'll completely forget about this dream because that's how all my dreams work. Yes, that's how I am. I like don't remember them unless I like speak about them within like mm -hmm. an hour of waking up. And it was just – it was a nice dream. We we're all hanging out and stuff and then like – we were all trying to use Google Translate because then there were certain English phrases like she couldn't think of what she was trying to say. And like mm -hmm. I would try to figure out what like she was trying to say based on the little bit she did know. And like it, it was like a fun hangout, but it was That's super, so funny. super random because I haven't so even random. watched – maybe it's just because I was thinking about DEK. I haven't watched it yet, but you know, it, it came right. back. It came back yesterday. So I don't know. It was – Anyways, then I woke up and I'm about to report a podcast on DZ. So they've taken yep. over my conscious and subconscious life. Mm-hmm. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Well, since your dream wasn't as pleasant, I won't ask you how yours went. But. No, I don't think you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. We were – I was at a theater for some sort of I, – I thought it was a wedding at first. I'll tell you at least some of it. Okay. I thought it was a wedding at first and because I 
I, you know how in a dream you're just suddenly somewhere? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was and, just... And suddenly I was awake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in this like weird, like this big long hall mm-hmm. and it had all the... I remember it had all these fireplaces and there were all these people around and most mm-hmm. of them I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But our friend Vanessa was there. Aw. I know. And then, um, randomly, who else random, like all these random people showed up in my dream. Mm-hmm. Justine Rogers. Oh, how from, funny. From high school. She was from there. like junior high and high school. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, a, a girl from church, she was there, and, but they like knew each other. But and they're they from like, two different worlds in your right, life. Right, but of course yeah. they know each other in my dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it was just this really weird thing. I I was like, oh, this bus. Oh, this is a wedding. Like in my in my dream thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> I assumed it was a wedding. But then somehow it ended up. It was actually a theater, and this was like a show we were all gonna see. <laughs> and then suddenly there were people that I didn't want to see. <laughs> oh. So that's all I'll go into. What but, does his What does his name rhyme with? Um. Lion. Mall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> although, <laughs> although another one was also randomly there at like some point. It was just so weird. I was like, why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Subconsciouses are weird, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Because clearly – I I was not thinking about that scenario when I went to sleep. You were not thinking about that scenario when you went to sleep. Yeah. Nor was I thinking about any of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least mine was somewhat on par. Like, it was Deezy people, but yeah. Right. Anyways. Yeah. These are all people I have not, except for my friend Whitney, these are all people I have not spoken to, well, and Vanessa. Yeah. That I haven't spoken to in years. Yeah. So weird. It's really weird. Oi. So, so well, anyways. Weird dreams. <laughs> welcome, yeah. to welcome to Dizzy for Deezy. Welcome to Dizzy for Deezy. If you couldn't tell, I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. Because we have sleepy voices, so maybe we sound different, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's Sorry, funny. did I bump my microphone? A little bit, but that's all right. Um, I don't know, because we got up earlier for Senchal Kapama this mm-hmm. week. But I feel more tired and groggy right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think had a hard time falling asleep last night. So did I. And I think that was part of it. And then just the fact that we both woke up late, like, I think just kind of frazzles you when you're like, oh, my alarm went off 45 minutes ago and I'm just now hearing the snooze, which means I've hit the snooze at least four times. Like, Yeah. I had big plans to be up really early. <laughs> I always have big plans to be up really early. And I am not. And and our Kenji Kush, I am not. No, me either. But what's funny is when I do have to get up early, like even the other day when we did, even though the first like three hours of our morning was spent doing this right now. um, So it was like 10 a.m. by the time we finished. It was like I'd already been up though for three hours and I still had almost the whole day ahead of me and we had accomplished an entire episode of a podcast. Yeah. So every time I do get up early, I don't regret it because it's like, mm-hmm. gosh, I was so much more productive today. I just – Right. Yeah. 
I just don't naturally wake up early. I envy those who just are like, I don't set an alarm. I just roll out of bed at 5.45 every morning. Yeah, how, 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 how? Yeah, tell us how that works. Are there any of you out there? What is your secret? I mean, if if my husband doesn't set an alarm, he's usually up early. But he also goes to sleep early. Right, mine too. Like, both of our husbands have to get up before the sun for work. Yeah. So – Naturally, that for them, sleeping in is probably like 6.30 in the morning. Um, so, yeah, on the very rare occasion, will Jason like not actually – like he'll – when it's his days off, he'll wake up early. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll like lay back down and go back to sleep, but he will have been up. Um, other time – most of the time he just gets up after like 20 minutes though because he's like, whatever, I guess I'm awake. Yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't sleep in as often, whereas I'm the opposite. It's like – on the rare occasion, I'll wake up early for absolutely no reason, and then I can't get back to sleep. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I guess I'm up. And that was me a few weeks ago at like 5 a.m. I just could not sleep. So I was like, well, I guess I'm up. But that's like once in not even a blue moon. That's like <laughs> once in every five blue moons. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so welcome, you guys. We are talking about – by Yonlish 13. And I feel like we need to address the sad, dark, looming cloud overhead. I know. It all happened so quickly. <sighs> so this fast. This week, which is just wrong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just yeah. – I made a – I don't think it's gone li- – well, by the time they're listening to this, the post will have gone live. But I was setting up the um, live chat thread in the Facebook group last night, but I scheduled it yeah. to, you know, post today. And usually I'll have like a little one or two liner of like what I hope for an episode or like Mm -hmm. whatever. And I just – obviously I was like, I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. Like all I can say is like this just sucks. Like it – it's not even the same as like when EK was canceled because even though they wasted their three-episode warning – they still had they, a three-episode warning. Yes, they had a three-episode warning. These guys didn't even get one episode. They found out the day after this episode we're talking about aired, mm-hmm. which means 14 was pretty much filmed. I believe they had already started 15 from what I could tell oh, online. Man. So they had to instead I mean, that go back. Make sense. Yep. They had to instead go back and redo – I guess, certain scenes of 14, you obviously can't redo the whole episode and you can't scrap it. Otherwise, there's going to be like skipped plots and storylines. Like, and I don't know, it's like, I don't know though what's worse, like just pretending, going like, forget it, let's just film an actual finale, even if there's like misconnected things so that we get like a cool ending Right. and people will just like not, like people who really love the show are not going to care that there's oh, like that that whole thing's missing, but we get a proper ending. Or you try to keep some semblance of sense to it because you want this show to sell internationally and they're not right. – international companies aren't going to buy a show that's not, quote, complete. Right. It just really – it sucks. It, it reminds me of when Mutashem got canceled because it was the same thing. The 11th – For suddenly. The 11th episode had aired. They – then, like, it was something crazy, too. Like, there was a, like, presidential speech or something like that. So then they skipped um, – they a week. Sk- uh, skipped a week, very mm-hmm. last minute. It was, like, decided that morning, like, oh, we're not airing this episode. Oh, and Eesh. by the – oh, and by the way, next week is your last episode. Like, Ugh. it was so bad. And they only got 12 episodes and they didn't really get a proper ending. Like, Karem does this, like, voiceover near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, like – and for whatever reason, I'm guessing he couldn't be on set, maybe for like the reshoots or something. Like, I don't know. But it was just 
And that was another one Osgay was in too. And it just – It's it's just so disrespectful to the cast and the crew. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there should be some sort of rule or contract where they have to at least give them – a three episode notice. It's funny. Something that you, like that. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because I said that in my post. Like, I'm so sorry that it's just not a rule, a general rule of, hey, once you're canceled, you've got three episodes to wrap this up. Yeah. Like, because these are people's livelihoods we're talking about. They're on set for so many hours a day. Yeah. Everybody works so hard on these shows. And in America, we have like the Actors Guild and mm-hmm. they're all protected by laws, but over. That's not necessarily the case in other countries. Well, and so you really see it when crap like this happens. Yeah. Well, and like here, you buy shows by a season or a half season. Mm-hmm. So you do have a guarantee of a certain amount of episodes. And so – sorry, I just sneezed, guys. Um. Anyway, sorry. I'm trying to turn the mic off every time I sneeze. Um. So, you know, if things aren't going well, say, like, halfway through your contracted number of episodes, you kind of are like, hmm, maybe our next, like, several episodes should be gearing towards, like, this show possibly ending. Like, um, what show? Brooklyn Nine-Nine did that when Mm -hmm. they didn't think Fox was going to renew. Like, it was somewhat open-ended, but it was one of those things where it's like – They could add on still. They could add on, but it was, like, enough of a finale where, like, you as the viewer could be, like, okay, I can fill in the blanks for myself and be happy with that. Right. Um, But then, you know, NBC wound up picking it up and that was that. But, you know, they had to do the same thing. And DZs just don't have that luxury. And I know it's a whole different system over there. Right. But that doesn't make it a good system. Um, Yeah. And while we're not pros who understand all the inner workings of how advertising, you know – revenue works over there or anything like that um it it just as viewers it sucks so yeah it seems like bad management and as viewers yeah for for viewers we get a show just ripped away yeah (laughs) from us yeah so and then for the the cast and the crew it's just yeah awful so i feel like my only i feel like the silver lining in all Mm -hmm. of this is that this whole show this whole storyline this whole plot really has been on a fast track these last Mm -hmm. few episodes towards a happy ending yes so i'm like okay at least i can find comfort in the fact that it'll maybe be a little bit easier to Mm -hmm. like wrap everything up and give everybody a happy ending and make everything great for that last episode um because i feel like things have already been on that track. Um, yeah, so like at least with John be, Sue engaged and yeah, – Yeah, and everybody's, you know, uh, Denise and Ozan are a couple now. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, Osgur is like kind of – his little heart is healed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's all in. Yeah, so I'm – that's like the comfort I feel like. Yeah. The little bit of comfort in the whole situation. Right, and they've been together – I mean, we got them together for like an episode and then the misunderstanding, but then they were 
that was resolved the following episode. And then since that episode, they've just been a team. And yeah, we've so, had like this awesome functional couple who communicates and yeah. is actually like good with each other and mm-hmm. is it's them against the world just like we have always wished with certain other couples. And mm-hmm. so it's just I'm it's been great to have that opportunity to watch that. I agree. So anyhow, I guess, so I guess we should get into we can it. yeah, we can start. I mean, I know this is all stuff people have probably already said and felt, but we yeah. just we wanted to definitely address it and acknowledge it. So definitely. So it's the fuzz and they've got Esgi. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we start off. Um and so I said, okay, yeah, so thank thank goodness that Esgi has a lawyer friend because Denise will handle her case and they all, all head off to the station where uh, Esgi is going to have to give her testimony and try to explain everything and explain her side of the story. Right off the bat, you can kind of tell this might not be a very uh, easy situation because of the hard evidence that is seemingly against her. Yeah. So they kind of have their hands full with this whole situation. Um, yeah, so uh, Osgur, when they kind of get there, and then Osgur and Ozan, they go to talk to Ol- Tolga. Mm-hmm. I almost just said Olga. Olga. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Denise and Jansu will go with Ezgi, and then Levant and Emre end up going into the station because they want free chai. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. So, I mean, here's the thing. I try not to talk about the subtitles in a complaintive manner since, you know, the fact that we can get these at all, even – Totally. Even on, you know, under-the-table paid websites. Um but these were rough. Some of these subs were rough for me where I was like, what is happening? Like, Were, were you on Turk Flick? Yeah. But some of them were just oh. like weird to me. Like um, I I mean, when we get to a part where they're, he's referencing like Nikola Tesla, I was like, what uh-huh. story is he telling? But luckily, all I had to do was Google a couple key phrases and I was able to get the story. So – but I just – that's so interesting because I felt like I didn't have a hard time at no? all with their subs. Oh, funny. But yeah. So anyhow. Um, so what's the last thing you said? Oh, yeah. Well, so they all yeah. get they get free chai from the police station. Yeah. Or, or they might have said coffee. But uh-huh. they were like – it was just a little they banter. Just, they it's, wanted it's some. More, it's more Levant and Emery banter. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wrote – when we switch scenes, oh, I do love though. During all that, Osgur's just like super worried and just wants to protect Esgi. Like that is his yeah. main priority. Is like he's upset that she was dragged into this. Like, and mm-hmm. he just wants to do whatever it takes to protect her. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. So well, speak funny that you say subs. This next scene, mm-hmm. I had to rewatch like three times. And like, okay, go okay. But but even even so, I didn't understand until later on in the episode Same what me. actually had happened. Same as me. I was like, okay, okay, I watched this scene twice and then when other things happened later, it finally put it into context. Mm-hmm. So here's all – this is all I wrote. I was like, the evil <laughs> evil twins 
hid an evidence folder question mark. Only Erem can break this case and they're holding all the evidence, I guess. Like I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, I put Sardar hit the evidence folder question mark. Are they just relaying the plan we already know question mark? Sardar has the footage. Okay. Like I, I got a couple things, but a lot of it I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. So uh-huh. did Toma do it or did they do it or did Erem do it or – because we talked about all those – possibilities last episode yes so we'll find out later but um (laughs) so osger storms into lagabia get of course supposedly he's not there gizem swears she wouldn't lie that he wasn't there so he i guess wasn't hiding in his office like a coward but right you know he's like well then listen here's a message for him and you make sure it gets to him like yeah and um so he gives her his message and he nopes on out. Then we have checking on Ezgi in jail and she's just – I feel like this is how I would be if I was thrown in a jail cell. Like She's like, hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. How accurate. <laughs> this is my first time here. What's up? Like – Especially because like she's in that dress and th- – uh, oh my gosh, you saying that gives me flashbacks to prom. <laughs> you guys, our prom is like the ultimate picture of who we are as people. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll dig up that picture and post it on Instagram. Yeah, because cause like our dress choices for the prom are like – they are – 100% our personalities in a dress. It's, it's so true. really funny. Well, and like <laughs> when I went shopping for mine, like I had told Ashley, like I beg, we begged her mom to let her take the day off of school, mm-hmm. which I was so surprised your mom eventually said yes. I know. And she came with me and we went shopping with my mom. Uh-huh. And I was like, I had to that find. Fun. I was like, I had to find this perfect dress. Like. And we went all over the place. Like, we went to Riverside. We drove into LA. Like, we just mm-hmm. went all over the place. And I finally found this dress I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like – like, think of Princess Peach in, yes. like, the Super Mario Brothers. Like, that was my dress. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley was like, here's my $10 thrift store dress that I'm, like, yeah. embellishing myself. <laughs> yep. I saw it at a thrift store. I think it was $15. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is amazing. It has velvet. It's asymmetrical. I was like so excited about it. I had the whole plan for my getup. And my mom was like, this is really the – this is like my my poor mom. This is how she spent most of her life with me going, this is really what you want? <laughs> Listen, your mom and should me- be grateful that you're picking out $15 prom dresses. <laughs> well, and that's what she said. She's like, I don't really mind because it's – very cheap and now I don't have to buy you some crazy expensive prom dress. She's mm-hmm. like, I just want to make sure that this is what you want to wear to your prom. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to wear. So and so she funny. helped she helped me like embellish it and everything and make it, it kind of updated a little. It came out really good though. So yeah, I'll dig up. I'll see if I can find that photo. I know yeah. it's, it's somewhere on the internet. So funny. Anyway, so poor Ezgi is in her little princess dress, <laughs> looking all beautiful, but sitting with all these uh, supposed criminals. Right. Um, and yeah, she's like, how's everybody doing tonight? And <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know why that was so funny to me. It was just like like a fish out of water, but like a fish being comfortable out of water. Right. But clearly, you know that fish doesn't belong out of the water. Totally. So meanwhile, her parents are trying to call – um, they end up calling John Sue, who tries to fumble through like an explanation of why they can't get a hold of Esgi, mm-hmm. and basically is like, you know what, call Denise and kind of put, puts it on her. Yeah. And so then it's kind of there's a little car conversation between them. It sounds like Unal he keeps saying his passport, but I wonder if he meant his wallet. Because like, why do you need your passport? Right. Yeah. Or they're or it's like or maybe they just use their passport for everything oh that's like his license so to speak that could Um, be that could be. yeah it must just be his identification so basically though he forgot it left it somewhere and naveen is like maybe it's time to start taking b12 which i don't know if that's a memory thing i was thinking more like ginkgo biloba or something but yeah but anyways like but that was i I thought that was funny because she's the one who they always would pretend has the memory problems yeah yeah <laughs> to sardar yeah and then she's like oh all right how's your memory honey yeah so it was just like a little quip that like he's becoming forgetful mm-hmm. so then both of our i put o squared arrives at the station so osgur and ozon arrive and pablo's talking about like breaking tolga's face and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff he was on on this episode. Oh my gosh! This felt so annul. Like yes, it with the dancing and oh my gosh, so much stuff. This episode, yeah, because so much of it felt JJ. But I was like, okay, well, it's not JJ; it's him himself. But right, it was just like interesting to see. Like obviously, they're actors; they infuse themselves into their character, but they also act unlike themselves because they're acting apart. So it's always fun mm-hmm. when you can see something that's clearly them. Yeah. You know, in their in their characters and the, I just felt like he delivered on that front a lot this episode. Totally. Um so now Savim Savim and Feetnot arrive home? Yes, it's just Savim. Um and then she calls Osgur because she's like, "Oh, he must be really worried about me." Oh my gosh. <laughs> But he doesn't answer, so she starts whining. So she basically starts calling everybody. <laughs> Good night, Zuzu. Um, yeah, so she starts calling, looking for him, and um, then she's like cracking herself up about like how long it took to get home also like it's just a very it's just it's kind of a weird scene but basically she calls him he ignores it and she's like what the heck like he just sent my call to voicemail yeah um and then meanwhile because he's at the station trying to beg for just five minutes with esgi and he's like i just want to see her like you know, I just listen, sir. Like, I just want her to know I'm near. Women love stuff like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and well, and then the officer's like, well, let me look at her. He's like, the girl's already spent a lot of time. And then he opens up her file and he's like, oh, disclosure of personal data, espionage, risk of data leakage. No, you can't go see her. And I was like, this is why she's in jail? <laughs> I, I can understand espionage, but like she, that would have been her spying for a company, not spying for another government, which is obviously much more serious. Right. So I'm like, really? You have this 
this like teeny girl <laughs> locked up because she leaked some personal data and there's the risk of more data leakage. Uh-huh. That just made me laugh. So basically they're like, yeah, no, sorry. And basically he's like, well, let me tell you who I am. I am Osgar Atasoy, the person she was leaking the information to. Now, you don't want your prosecutor to know basically that I was in your clutches and you just let me go, do you? So boyfriend is like, well, if I can't go see her, might as well join her. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I'm really athletic. I could run away right now. <laughs> if you don't want me to go, then what, I mean, here's your chance. What are you going to do? What are you oh going to do? <laughs> God bless John Yaman. I know. Um, so basically he gets escorted into the cell and she's like, oh my gosh, darling, are you here for me? And he's like, well, I couldn't get you out, so I'm coming to you. <laughs> and then she's like, are we hostages of fate? She's like, come over here because they're in cells, separate cells, but they're right next to each other. Right. So they can so like – they're like hugging through the bars. Yeah. She's like, come over close to me. You're going to be eaten here. <laughs> well, because the, girl, the girls in the – all across the way, they're like, hey, hey, maybe he can come in our cell for a minute. I mean, can you blame them? <laughs> I'd be those girls too. I'd be SB on those girls. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's all happening. Meanwhile, Ozden is outside. Naveen calls, looking for Unal's wallet, wanting to know what's going on with Esgi. Mm-hmm. Denise is trying to like, you know, come up with something when Levant comes out going, oh, the police station, the police station, and chai in the police station. Hey, I got this chai in the police station. Like, Oh, my gosh. Like, how many times can he say police in, like, a 10-second clip? Yeah. And then Jansu comes over, and she starts doing the same thing. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, the police said that Esgi and Denise, meanwhile, is like, can you guys please just, like, su-su-su, be quiet. I'm t- because she has her little headphone in, so they can't really tell that she's on the phone. Well, Naveen obviously overhears, and she starts flipping out, and then Denise has to explain, or at least try to, and tell her to calm down, everything's okay, there's just been a misunderstanding, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, because this next scene, Esgar's just being all cute in their jail cells together, like... You know, mm-hmm. it's adorable. But did you notice he makes a prison break reference to the TV show, Prison Break? He's like, no. And it was just funny because Orchun told us that's like one of his shows that he really enjoyed watching. Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder if that's an American show over there that like they really, really like. popular. Yeah, because he was like, don't worry, babe. Like if we're stuck here forever, I'll get tattoos of the – of the map of the prison all over my body and I'll break okay. out of here to help you. And like that's the whole plot of Prison Break. The guy has the mapped uh, prison plans all over his body so he can okay. plan this escape. Um, <clears throat> and he also was in jail, I think, for his brother. Like he wasn't even actually guilty. Right. And Osgur's – like went in to get him out. Yeah. Right? And like Osgur's not even guilty either. So like – it was like a I'll prison break it, reference. It, that's mm-hmm. so funny. That's so funny. Maybe maybe Osley really loves that show or something. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> so meanwhile, you know, she's like, you'd be very cute here in prison. And he gets all smiley about her like saying that. And um, it's funny because then he's like, well, you know, if they if we did wind up getting prosecuted, 
and they put us in the same cell, I wouldn't mind. That wouldn't be a punishment. <laughs> oh, man. So funny. So then they're like, let's just admit our guilt then. And they just have cute little looks and hand-holding through the cells yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So now uh, Naveen calls Sevim. So I was like, oh, great. So she mm-hmm. tells him – sorry, she tells her <clears throat> all about the whole situation and – I don't remember if she tells she, – oh, yeah, she does tell her that now Uzgur is, is in too. And then Sevim flips out. She's like, mm-hmm. my boy, what will he eat in there? I was like, his, mus- his muscles are going to deteriorate. And then I did love what Nivy <laughs> said because she's all, don't worry. He's, he's – Uzgur uh, is such a thug. He'll be fine if he doesn't eat for three weeks. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But also, too, like, they kind of start the blame game again. Like, Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, please, let's not – please, let's not do this. Like, the mom's just made peace. Um, so, yeah, basically, now they're both aware of, like, what's going on. Yeah. So we're back in the jail cell, and they're just talking about how they're partners, and they're smiling. And I just wrote smi- – <laughs> I wrote smiles, cell snuggles, sleeping – and he's mm-hmm. just being, like, all protective of her. Like, no, you go to sleep. Like, I'll keep watch. Even though, like, two minutes after she goes to sleep, he closes his eyes, too. And I was <laughs> like, um, Osgur Bay, that's not keeping watch, but okay. Yeah. So funny. Uh, and e- and even though she's in a cell all by herself. Yeah. And, like, nobody could really get to her. No. <laughs> so, Feet Not shows up at Savim's crying. So, basically, as it turns out, her husband is cheating on her. She yeah. got home to find him in an embrace with his secretary. <laughs> well, her sister, like, doesn't even okay. care. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's like, what is wrong with you? Savine is all- so concerned about Osgur. She's like, oh, your husband hired a secretary? Like, yeah. not, not the punchline of the fact that he's sleeping with her, but just that he hired one. Yeah. She's like, when did he even have time to do that? And then Feetnot explains, and then uh, Savim says something like, Oh, an affair with the secretary. How cliche. Meanwhile, like, but that's all she says about it. <laughs> she basically u- uses it as leverage to be like, okay, come with me. We're going back to Istanbul because yeah. my son is in jail. Like, listen, if one of my sisters, no matter how much she had maybe been driving me crazy up until then, as Feet Not was, came to me and was upset because their husband is cheating on them with their secretary. Yeah. I definitely would have a much better response than that. Seriously. Anyways, so, yeah, so basically she's like, oh, then you're free to come to Istanbul with me. And back they go two seconds after getting home. Yeah. So Denise is now talking with um, Esger. Like, she finally made it back in to be like, sorry, this took so long. I, You know, basically there was all this stuff that needed to be filed and whatnot. And... It was funny because Oscar's like, oh, man, this place has really changed us. And they've only been in there for that like five minutes. up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So go ahead. I, I was trying to find it because I like wrote it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like – and he looks all tired. He's all, uh-huh. These places have changed just a lot. Nothing will be the same. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> says. Nothing will ever be the same. Oh, my gosh. So Esgi's giving her testimony to the commissioner that, like, you know, she was set up. And he's like, yeah, that's what you said in your written testimony. We have all that. Like, basically, though, the evidence is stacked against you. So, like, it's not looking good. 
No, and, not at all. But they sign their testimonies. He's like, basically, you'll be called back for the trial. And then it'll be, you know, your guilt will be determined or not. So they've been released right. at least until then. So once they get outside, Esger's just hugging and embracing. And he's kind of holding on to her for dear life. Like even when she's standing in front of him, he's got like that protective like bare arm around her and just kind of holding her to his chest. And Yeah. And get do- more hair stuff. Yes. Johnny Mon, he's a hair man. Yes, he is. And so Denise is just basically explaining like, yeah, it does look bad the way everything is stacked against you. She's like, hopefully we can just go for monetary compensation instead of jail time. But Mm. even that is going to reflect badly on your career, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Eski's understandably stressed. Mm-hmm. And Osger is just wanting to calm her down. He promises her it's going to be okay, promises her he's going to take care of it. He, you know, Esgi is at this point now where she even wants to inflict physical pain upon Tolga. Yeah. Even though she's been the one trying to keep Osger from doing that. Yeah. And then uh, Naveen calls. Esgi reassures her. Osger's yeah, playing with her hair the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, don't come. It's just a misunderstanding. Don't don't worry about it. So mm-hmm. that kind of calms her down. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that she answered the phone and is clearly out of jail probably helped the situation. Yes, but she still smartly was like, please let me talk to Unal so she could be like, listen, please don't yeah. let mom drive here in a, in a like, frenzy. Yes, exactly. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So Tolga shows up at Lagabia, and he's giving he's getting the 411 from Gizem. Um because he really wasn't there, we mm-hmm. find out. So he's kind of scolding her because he's like, why would, why didn't you tell me any of this? And she's like, uh, sorry, I called you and your phone was turned off and I couldn't reach you. So you can say, you can be mad mm-hmm. that I didn't tell you, but it's your own fault because I tried. Yep. So then he's, he's like saying all this stuff about how, well, even, because he, because she's like, well, Oscar was really mad, and he's like, he's always mad. I don't worry about that guy. Even the fire doesn't scare me. And then the fire shows up, <laughs> and he goes running for cover. Uh huh. He like runs behind the bar and hides. Like, ugh, what a little slimy creep. I know. So, Esgi pulls Oscar uh, off of him because, of course. Osger goes straight for, like, the throat again. Like, he is all about the throat this episode. <laughs> like, he puts, like, the one guy in a headlock later. But anyways. No. But what's funny is when she pulls him off, she starts beating him up herself. That I was laughing so hard because she, she's like, Osger, we can't solve anything by brute force. And then I wrote, immediately attacks him herself. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Osger looks all impressed. He's, like, standing back, like – all right like yeah just kind of lets her go at it but tolga is like what the heck are you talking about i did not do this and he's not saying it in that creepy slimy way he usually does no so it seems like he's telling the truth i mean to the point that even osger believes him yeah so then they kind of all are putting two and two together and they come up with iterem like crap yes so that's their next step is to like find her, figure out what they can do to prove that she did this. So they mm-hmm. leave and he – stupid Tolga's like, they ruined my hair. Like when they leave. <laughs> He's such a creep. So meanwhile, the evil oh, twins want to make sure that that the gang doesn't get to Iram. They're like, well, we got to 
keep them from like finding her because they were they had walked in the restaurant just as they were yes. leaving, right? Okay. They well they they kind of saw a good chunk of the altercation because everything was happening. They started to walk into the restaurant and they see that they're there and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, so they hide like little creepers and they watch the whole thing go down. So once they see and hear what's happened, they decide they're like, okay, well, um, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that Iram gets the blame and this whole plan gets set into motion. So that's when we find out it was Sardar. Yes. And I um, was like, okay, I knew it. It was Sardar. It wasn't Iram, it wasn't Tolga, it was really him. But then he goes into this like fake scolding thing to Tolga and plays mm-hmm. dumb and then is like, oh wait a minute. Light bulb turns on above my head. It must have been Iram. Like he Yeah. And he's like he's like, you promised me. He's being all dramatic about it. The one thing that I really appreciated is that uh so the thing I appreciate is that it in like another scene change, uh Gizem sees Sardar and Tolga brainstorming and talking, uh-huh. and she is no dummy. So I'm interested to see what happens with her. Yeah, like when later on in the episode, when Tolga's like, I know we're jumping ahead a little, but like when he's basically saying, "Well, if you're not actually working for him and secretly reporting back to me, don't really have a use for you. So mm-hmm. you better go crawling and get your job back." I'm like. Okay, clearly when she scolded him in front of his mom and aunt, that was for their benefit so that they'd vouch for her. Like, look at her sticking up for you. So she was clearly very much over the top about it where it came off fake. But I'm like, but were you being so over the top just to be convincing? But you actually were being like genuine because you realize what a snake Tolga is and you do want to get back in Osgur's good graces? Or are you still actually just spying for him? Like I, I um, I couldn't figure out. I'm not sure, and I don't know. And yeah. then I'm like, crap! I don't even know if we're gonna get an answer for that now because it's such I a know. it's such a side plot that like it's in the big scheme of things, it's not that important when the show only has an episode left. So right. Um. Anyways, but yeah. So all that to be said, you're right. She starts seeing like, whoa, what the heck? This is like very. This is very um like nefarious this is yeah because she's standing right there and um he's like yeah they're talking about how Irem set both of them up and sardar's like yeah because of her i almost got fired i almost lost my job uh and so they're they're kind of brainstorming how to get rid of the situation mm-hmm. this the quote situation which is Irem. yeah <laughs> and tolga admits that he has the surveillance footage and Sardar is, you know, bad acting. And he's like, oh, yes, that's right. So they come up with this whole plan. And Sardar is like, oh, no, no, no. Just let's do this. You give the footage to me and I'll secretly take it to the prosecutor's office. Because you know that my sister Yashim is a journalist. So she probably has connections. And Gizem is like hmm, that's interesting that you're just conveniently coming up with this whole big plan. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah. So that's all being brewed. And uh, Osgur and company also wants to get their hands on the footage. So they're basically like, well, we need to go visit the venue 
and talk to that mm-hmm. guy again. And if anything, we can at least find out who got them to delete that footage because it's clear it was deleted if it's missing from, you know, that time frame when that happened, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he wants Esgi to stay behind. Esgi yeah. and Emre. Like, no, stay here. And mm-hmm. um, there's kind of like a little joke between them when the rest of them take off. And he's like, you know – we're going to be polite. We're going to ask nicely. We're going to this. We're going to that. Which I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's a clear translation to the fact that you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we we switch back over and we get the whole plan of what they're going to do, how they're going to blame everything on Erem. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sardar takes off. So Tolga ends up turning – well, not really turning on Gizem, but – Essentially, he fires her so that she can continue to be a spy and um, go crawling back to Ozgur. Yes. So now we're at the venue and uh, Ozan and Ozgur are there. And they basically follow the security guy and immediately like put him in this chokehold from behind. <laughs> and I was like, That's a rear naked choke. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yes, it is. Also, the music, that like soundtrack music that played right as mm-hmm. they're getting out of the car and heading out, the very beginning of that always, always reminds me of U2. There's oh, something funny. about the guitar. So if you guys end up – if you know what I'm talking about and you're a fan of U2, you'll know exactly why it reminds me of U2. Well, I wonder if Jem – the guy who does the music for the show, uh-huh. he also did EK. I wonder if he's like a U2 fan like and like – or maybe. just – or it, you know, just happened to work out that way. But maybe like got some inspiration from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's in a chokehold. But they basically tell the guy, listen, we can do this amicably. We want to do this amicably. We're going to ask you questions nicely and politely and then you're going to nicely and politely answer us. Like, <laughs> So, you know, we can do it that way or we can continue to do it the way we are right now. Yeah. So and then he's like, Are you threatening me? And they're like, No, no, you know, you've got a great job. You're you're doing the best that you can. We just need a little information out of you. Mm-hmm. And he actually complies. Yeah. And well, and- because they basically are like, Wouldn't it suck if we made it impossible for you to get another job? Like we talked about how like you are security and yet you don't have security footage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, so they say they're not threatening it, him and then they threaten him. Mm-hmm. But they politely <laughs> – they I that's what I wrote. I was like they're, they say they're not threatening him, but then they politely threaten him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he spills the Arem beans quite quickly. Yeah, but then we find out that they paid him off to do that, mm-hmm. that Tolga paid him off to, in order to say it was Irem and not Tolga who got – because we saw Tolga call him. Yes. And we know that that's not true, that Irem is the one who got the footage. Right. So, yeah, she wanted it, but Tolga kept it, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's – their plan so far seems to be all coming into fruition. Yes. So more evil tween – more evil tween, evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, more evil twin plotting against Irem. Like, we're just getting uh-huh. more confirmation that, like, they're, you know, pushing everything back to point at her. Yeah. Um, now, meanwhile, we're now at Lagabia and the and the aunties are there scolding Tolga. Yeah. They're talking, you know, he's slimy, you're this, you're that. And even um, Savim is like, we never treated you as anything differently than, like, one of our own children. Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? Yeah. 
But, you know, he and, – and now we know he's not even the one who did it. So he's like, listen, I didn't do any of this. And he, he kind of jokes around and he's like, I have a lot of energy. I always have to be doing something, auntie. I've, this is how I've always been my entire life. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really go anywhere. But Gizem takes this as the opportunity to show her worth and her – um Loyalty to Oster. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I kept I kept wanting to say her valor. <laughs> That's such a weird adjective to use. Yeah, and but, I wouldn't describe what she's doing as <laughs> well, like she because because she's trying to prove her right. her character. Yes. Anyway, oh my gosh, this is this is why we don't get up early to record the podcast. Usually, you guys. And she's like, you're, you should be ashamed of yourself. She like makes this whole show of quitting. Yes. And quitting for all these supposedly moral reasons. Right. Which is to her benefit because, of course, Savim and Feetnot are witnessing this. So they can be yes. like, oh, Zgur, you should see how she stuck up, stood up for you, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So yeah. then we're at Laguna, La Laguna. And they're trying to figure out what to do regarding Irem. Osgur yeah. again, is just all about reassuring Ezgi that he is going to make this right. Like, it's going to be okay for her. Yeah, um, they're just kind of back at square one with the whole situation. Yes. So then we have – okay. <laughs> this was the most ridiculous scene. That I'm I, so glad it wasn't just me that thought this was hilarious. I was like, I'm sorry. Do you actually think you're hiding your identities by wearing sunglasses indoors? Like – you're you're not even like covering your heads like you know what i mean if they had like a wrap or something over their heads and sunglasses like or just a big hat like well it's just funny that i'm like what but like why are you even hiding your identities yeah what are you afraid of (laughs) yeah neither one of you are fugitives like no at least not yet but yeah it was (laughs) I mean, it made well, me then laugh. Well, is like, Yashima's like, put your sunglasses back on. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because when the scene first opened and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. But then when uh, Irem goes to take hers off, I was like, oh, they just must have gotten there and now she's taking them off. And then she – No. And then Yashim says that and I was like, oh, no, this is meant to be one of those ridiculous sunglasses scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're hiding their identities <laughs> with so, a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. So basically, Yashim is like building this whole thing like, listen – I'm your friend. I'm this. This is my advice to you. Like, you know, I know both of us had our female pride hurt. They kind of bond over that because Osger hurt. I like how it's always translated female pride, not just uh-huh. pride. Yeah. That's – I mean, but that's like the book genre of women's fiction. Like, okay. <laughs> but anyways. So – yeah, your quote, female pride was hurt. So they kind of bond over that a little bit. But she's like, listen, you know – this looks bad and I don't want anything to happen to you. I think you just need to lay low. I think you should like – don't you have a cousin in America? You should go to the States and throw your phone away. I'll get in contact with you. Like totally just feeding her friend to the wolves. Like, Yeah. It, anyways. Yeah. So that's essentially it is like you need to get away because this looks bad and I'm going to do everything I can to help you and – but you know – Basically, like, there's no guarantee, so you should just escape right now. Yeah, she's just not a real friend. No. <laughs> so, uh, Esgur is at the restaurant, and, you know, Esgi is still really upset that this – well, while she's upset 
because she feels bad that she's put him in this position because mm-hmm. now he's been dragged into the whole situation, whereas he wasn't before. She says something to the effect of like, I'm, I keep, you know, bringing these, you're so good to me and I keep bringing these bad things into your life. Mm-hmm. And Oscar is just so sweet about it. He's like, no, none of this. No, you're fine. You're not doing anything. The main thing is that we're together. He just keeps reassuring her. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, it's funny because he keeps shocking people. Okay. I wrote shoke, shoke, shoke because I literally was waiting for an ad to pop in where like Emery was going to be like, listen, try this static electricity thing and like all of a sudden you'll stop shocking people. Like I, I was waiting for the ad to come in, but then it never yeah. did. So then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm like, is this a metaphor? Like is this – is it because he's all in and he's never been like this and it's a literal shock to people? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Or is it just a funny scene? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was, like, supposed to be. Or is it foreshadowing because later on the electricity goes out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It was just it that was. it was so funny that I was like, oh, we have an ad coming. Just like when they're like, oh, my hair, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, uh-huh. okay, a shampoo ad is coming. Like, that's yes. what I was expecting. So – Nothing happens, but I did write teamwork makes the dream work after he was like, as long as we're together, everything will be fine. Um, Uh And then Sardar shows up and just basically offers to help get camera footage as he's blaming Irem, tells Osger, I've even – I'll even, you know, text the video to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I made sure all the charges against Ezgi got dropped, you know, basically playing the hero when they're the ones who – like put the charges against her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, – Yeah, he sets himself as the hero by sending – yeah, that's what I put, by sending the video to Oscar, talking yeah. to the prosecutor and dropping the charges. Yeah. And then he's like, I wish you happiness. And then he gets shocked. And then – Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Osgur's all smiley with Esgi and then he tells Pablo, discharge everything. Like, <laughs> I don't – I know. Which, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> that's why I was waiting for some for some type of product to be whipped out. Like, okay, right. this will take the static electricity out of everything, so our customers don't get shocked. Like, I, I know it would have been a good place for like a dryer sheet ad. Yeah, <laughs> for static cling or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Esgi winds up giving the girls the good news. And Osger, of course, is like hugging and cheek kissing her as she's doing this. And 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 I wrote, oh, we got John chewing this episode too. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. I don't even notice this stuff. That's- but his jaw is just so like what whatever. If you listened to one of our Senshal Kafma episodes like two weeks ago, you already heard me gushing about Karem doing this. And I was like, John's chewing now too, because he's got like gum in his mouth or something. And <laughs> I don't know why I noticed this. I think it's just because they have really good jaws because I never noticed – like I was never like, oh, look, he's eating like during EK. Mm-hmm. But he always had a beard. His jaw wasn't like visible I mean, to like – still got some scruff here though. He does, but it's like more – I don't know. You can just see his jawline more and I think I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I, I don't know. Don't judge me. Uh- <laughs> So John Sue ends up coming to the restaurant and they're all just kind of chatting. And uh, 
Osgard doesn't believe Sardar is really innocent. He doesn't trust him because John, John Sue and everybody else, they're like, oh, you know, we feel bad. We didn't trust him, blah, blah, blah. And Osgard's like, I still don't trust him. Mm-mm. This guy is shady, which good for you, Osgard. Um, yep. But then, then John Sue is like, well, Mars is in retrograde and you don't know what kind of pressure that puts on us. And she's, they all kind of end up, they're like, we'll blame it on the planets. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody knows what they're doing right now anyway. Uh, so I just thought that was funny. Well, and it just further confirms that clearly Osley does have an interest in. Oh, she must. In like, astrology. He, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which is funny because I'm like, okay, is it, is Mars really in retrograde right now as the oh. show is airing? Because oh, that would me, be interesting. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> you keep talking about this scene. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Well, they basically just kind of blame the planets and then they decide to go see Denise because they're going to see her new office space. Um, so Emre is, meanwhile, kind of freaking out that Esgi left because he's like – Oscar, you know, these first few weeks are really important for the restaurant and we need her as our PR manager to keep everything keep everything going and Oscar's just like trying to calm him down. He's like, "We're going to be fine, Emery. Like everything is working so far and mm-hmm. don't worry." Because I guess Emery is just really concerned about the new restaurant. Yes, he is. Okay, really quick. Yes, Mars is in retrograde from September 9th to November 13th. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, okay. <laughs> Anyways. So then Feet Not and Savim arrive at La Laguna. And um, they tell Oscar that they spoke to Tolga. Mm-hmm. And he is not happy about that. No. He's like, why are you getting in my business? You keep doing this kind of stuff when I'm telling you not to. I'm dealing with it. Everything's fine. And then Gizem is back there standing Mm -hmm. looking all meek. And Sevim starts to help make the case for her. Right. So, yeah. Which we kind of touched on that she's like, I'm so, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what kind of person I was working for. I just really wanted this position. But now I, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see it was a mistake and blah, blah, blah. So he – he does wind up I, – I, we kind of switch scenes a little bit, but he does wind up like saying like, okay, well, you can start as a waitress because she's like, I promise I'll take any position. And Pablo's like, oh, <laughs> even a dishwasher? Like he is like, yeah, let's, you know, let's start yeah. her. Because she thought the position isn't important. He's all, bluff. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> He's got her number. So – yeah, Osgur's like, well, you have you have experience as a waitress, so you can start out there. And Pablo kind of warns him, like, I don't think you should do this, boss. And I wrote, listen to Pablo. Um, but she accepts it, hugs him, and I just said either, okay, one, I either hope Gizem is just being so over the top that we can't see that she's being genuine and really plans on turning the tables on Tolga. Yeah. Or – if maybe Osgur's just a step ahead of her and also kind of is like, yeah, I don't buy this. And mm-hmm. but he's like maybe doing the whole keep your friends close, enemies closer thing. So I'll pretend to buy into this. But uh, I said either way, Pablo's going to troll her and I'm here for it. Yeah. And it is interesting because we do not see her on her phone sending messages to Tolga in this episode at all. Mm-mm. 
which was very prominent in the previous episodes. Yes, that's true. That's very true. I didn't even think about that. Um, so now we've got set up at Denise's new office. Ozon's carrying furniture in for her, being the ever so supporting and encouraging boyfriend. So sweet. And like just talking about how she'll grow and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, um, you know, she'll have new clients and need a bigger place eventually, but this is great. The girls show up and congratulate her, and they're all talking about these new beginnings that they're each getting, mm-hmm. which kind of made me sad now to watch it because I'm like, okay, so clearly you were setting up, like, the next portion of, like, whatever the show is going to hold, like, mm-hmm. the next set of plots, the next moving forward, and yeah, so – But also, at least these new beginnings, again, like you said earlier, hopefully they can at least get the start of these new beginnings and, you know, at least we can kind of maybe fill in the blanks. Like, maybe we'll get to see the beginning of each of their new beginnings and then kind of fill in the blanks for ourselves at at the end. I don't know if I'm hoping for too much or what, but Mm -hmm. anyhow. um, So all that to be said, basically they're like, we'll make the office nice because it's, you know, it's low rent. It's this because she's just starting out. So yeah. um, And then they kind of start talking about John Sue's wedding. Like, let's make a to-do list and get things done because it's in two days. Yeah, because they all got distracted by Esgi getting arrested. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So they're like, we got to get back on track with this wedding. Yeah. So they're just having girl time at her office and – Esgi's explaining why she doesn't want to work for Osger just because, you know, she's like, I want to earn my success. I don't want people to think that the only reason I have it is because Osger handed it to me. But Osger right. does want her there. And we find out he's preparing a surprise for her. Um, and we don't quite know what that is yet. Yep. So right after they help get Gizem a job, Feetnot and Savim leave. So they head out. And then um, Pablo is talking about – oh, he's kind of just trolling Gizem. <laughs> he's like, we're starting from scratch. You can't call me Pablo because <laughs> now that you're here, we're going to start back from the beginning. And he's asking her why she even left Lagabia. So Yes. She, so he's like putting the pressure on her. and But, you know, she avoids like she always does because she avoids – well mm-hmm. and um she's like okay whatever and that's that's kind of that so the girls we go back to the girls and they're talking about the future and how denise will get good luck and uh oh you already covered this i'm sorry that's okay um, i know it's because i kind of i because those scenes went back and forth so i kind of just covered them yeah you know yeah so then we go back to the, it's and we're at with the boys and the boys are talking and Oscar is sure that Esgi will work for him mm-hmm. <laughs> right after mm-hmm. we've just seen her say that she doesn't want to work for him. Uh-huh. So, and Ozan, props to Ozan because he's like, are you sure about that? Have you talked to her about this? And yep. Oscar is just kind of like, no, 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 everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Um. So then we also have like the evil twins. I wrote – I wrote, oh, Sardar's escalating again. Here we go. Uh-huh. Because he is so obsessed with Esgi. And I'm like, you have not actually been on a date with her. I know. Like, it's bizarre. You don't know how wonderful she is or isn't. For all you know, she's terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, you really don't know. Yeah. So it's clear that it's just more about him winning, beating Osger. I It's not even – but it's weird too because 
he has this weird protectiveness where he's like, but leave Esgi out of everything, even though she did get tangled up in all of it. Like, yeah. It, ugh, yeah. So I don't understand him and I really don't like him. Yeah. But then he's talking about how he's also going to ruin the new restaurant. And I'm like, what? Like, what is that? What? Why? Why do you even need to do that? And I think even here is when Yashim is like, you know, it seems more like you just want to, like, piss him off, that you're not actually trying to, like, ruin him. Like, you're just trying yeah. to annoy him. Like, what yeah. is the point? Yeah. Well, and she had even said in a conversation with Irem that it's all about the chase. It's all about the competition for him. So that must just be who he is. Like, yeah. That must be why he's pursuing this so heavily yeah when like you said he and Eski have never even been on a real date together mm-hmm. but he's just going crazy with this whole situation yep so Osgur's out on like the little balcony area or let uh like outdoor loungy mm-hmm. why can't i think of terrace patio thank you patio yeah <laughs> the simplest word of all um and he's just kind of con- he's confiding in ozon like yeah. You know, I'm just having some doubts. Like, I I miss Lagabia because of all the work we put into it. And, like, make opening this restaurant made sense when it was going to be, like, a sister restaurant to it. But, right. you know, I'm not so sure about – you know, it just sort of feels like we lost our homeland. So I'm not feeling the same, like, um, motivation and inspiration now with this place. Yeah. But Esgi starts to overhear that. Mm-hmm. And luckily she hears this part too because he's talking about how he'd do it all over again because Esgi is what actually matters to him. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's just feeling a little like melancholy over, you know, yeah. the the weird situation he's found himself in. Um, So she feels bad and – but she pretends to not have overheard and just walks up and makes herself known. But they do have like a sweet little moment of embrace and they both kind of have sad puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Yeah, because he's like – she asks how everything's going and he's like, everything's great, <laughs> you know, kind of putting on a bit of a face after his sad conversation. Yeah. And and she's like, well, of course everything's great because everything you touch gets better and mm-hmm. it's just a really sweet moment. Yeah. So uh, we have more Pablo trolling the new waitress. Mm-hmm. He has like a new cocktail named Lady Gaga and he like makes a joke about her name with it, but like I didn't quite – I know. I have a feeling that's a cultural thing that we missed because it sounds – when he says it, it sounds like he says Lady Gaggy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Gaggy, ha, ha, ha. You're such a funny guy making that joke. So I was like, okay, that must be something funny. Okay. And that we just – it went over my head. Yeah, I don't same. know. <laughs> <laughs> but Hydar shows up all creepy and stalkery because he's got flowers. Oh my gosh. But he like drops them when he sees her because he's like so stunned by her beauty. And then he like tries to f- hand feed her a piece of Turkish, Turkish delight. delight. Like Ugh. horrible. It, it was terrible. At that moment, I felt bad for Gizem. I was like, Oh, totally. I would not wish this on anyone. No. No. Ugh. Unwarranted. So cringy. Yeah. Unwarranted. Or uninvited flirtation, like, ugh. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, on a happier note, Ozon brings Denise a special new treat he's made. Like, oh it doesn't gosh. 
It doesn't have a name yet. He wants her to try it. Uh-huh. And then he's like, he feeds her a bite and is like, close your eyes and tell me how it made you feel. Where did you feel like it took you? Well, and she's like, it looks so nice. And he's all, it doesn't look nicer than you. Oh, I missed <laughs> that. That's, oh my gosh. They are like the the cutest and cheesiest in the best way like i know because i'm like this should not be this cute because no. it's it's all pretty cheese ball like uh-huh. and, and i am not necessarily into that the cheese ball kind of stuff uh-uh. but when they do it i'm like oh my gosh i love this <laughs> he's just got that perfect look for it though because he is he really does have that sweet baby angel but he really does but also if he were doing like the low growly like voice seduction like he could totally Totally. pull that off too so totally i I think because again i just love the sweet baby angels because Mm -hmm. that's how eric is Mm -hmm. because he'll just do these super sweet things and i love it so i guess i maybe i do just love the cheese ball Uh (laughs) yeah you say you don't but maybe this is the truth coming out well yeah i mean guys there's been times when we've been recording and he'll just like walk up to ashley and like kiss her on the head while we're recording i know because he's a sweet baby angel uh i married a sweet baby angel yes it's oh yeah it's very sweet i think it's i think it's adorable he'll just like walk up in the middle of it won't even matter if you're talking or i'm talking and he'll just like kiss the top of your head and then walk away like (laughs) so anyways um so all that to be said, she's talking – she starts describing like she's in a snow-covered mountain um, and then she takes a second bite and is like, now I'm in a cabin with a fire and then he like gives her a little cheek kiss and then he's like, now I know what I'm going to name the dessert, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> but then he's like, I can't put it on the menu though now because this is our special dessert. So cute. And then – okay, so I totally thought this was her being like <laughs> – so did I. Okay. So because she's like, oh my gosh, is it hot in here? And I just thought it was like she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so in love with you. That's what I thought. But then I wrote dot, dot, dot. Oh no, it actually is hot in there because yeah. Pablo's like handing out mini fans and free lemonade. And I was like, what is happening? But then we see creepy Sardar watching from like a surveillance video. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the beginning of a whole slew of sabotage. Yeah. So basically, we go from this, and then there's, um, then it gets so it's super hot. Then it's like super freezing super cold, cold. Uh-huh. and then there's the electricity goes out, uh-huh. and, and then, then there's cockroaches. Ooh, that was horrible, and it's I know so that those are probably CG CGI, but <laughs> they still creeped me out so bad. Big I hate cockroaches time. more than so many things. Uh-huh. I hate them. I hate uh-huh. them. Yep. So, yeah. So that's just the beginning of all of this. And Sardar watches on the surveillance video the entire time, and it's really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Esgi initially thinks Sardar's behind all this. And I was like, well, you're close. Or I'm sorry, Tolga. She thinks Tolga's behind all of it. And yes. I'm like, well, you're close. Then, you know, again, she feels like she's all only just bringing problems to his life, and he's always trying to make her happy. And Denise is like, listen, he's planning a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. You're not bringing trouble to his life. Like, he's here for you. Yeah. But Denise basically is like, I think it's uh, – and she like waves her fingers. <laughs> and then you kind of see Ozger and Ozon messing around. Like, and they're like 
they're like talking about a ring and passing it between the two of them. Right. So it's like, so, okay, that's convenient since that's what the girls are talking about. Yes. So um, when now we're in the freezing part of all of this and Pablo's mm-hmm. calling it a hello winter party, <laughs> but Esgi basically goes and breaks the air conditioner and she's like, hope you're yeah. not mad. And Ozer's like, yeah, I'm not. Let's get out of here. Yeah. And because you're the most important. And uh-huh. again, then Denise tells Ozon, like, I think he's going to propose to her. Mm-hmm. So we get more uh, gloating from Sardar and Tolga. And they're just talking about how smart they are and about how Irem's mistake is that she t- – Tolga's like, Irem's mistake is that she took the right steps at the wrong time. Your mistake is that you take the – right steps at the wrong time he's with the wrong steps at the right time she switches it he's yes yes you're right yeah so i was like but he always takes the right he always takes the right steps at the right time yeah tolgo you're so smart anyways so then we're on the oh no 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 we get a big reveal so because sardar's like okay well what's your mistake in this story and tolgo's like well it was when something happened uh, with Miss – he said my the translations kept going between Miss Bug and Miss Error. I think it's so. supposed to be Miss Wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he Obviously. says Bayon, which I'm guessing is like Miss and like because Bay is Mr. So I'm right. guessing Bayon must mean Miss. Yeah. I, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But he explains how our poor baby got his heart broken – I know. Because um, he starts – Tolga starts to talk about, oh, it was six, seven years ago. Osger was with – he met this girl and she was definitely Miss Wrong in every sense. Together they left for a month to Scotland and then when they got back, they stopped seeing each other for three months. But then they left again for Siberia for a week and again when they got back, they didn't see each other again. They kept spending their summer vacations together, et cetera, et cetera. And Sardar puts it together. He's like, oh, so this is the female version of Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which I stinking called for – yeah, we skipped a scene, but it's okay. We can go back to it. Um, what do we skip? Them on the terrace. We don't get this reveal until after this terrace scene, but it's not It's not a big deal. Um But yeah, like remember – like I don't, I don't know about that, Kristen. Yeah, on the terrace when he wraps – that happens – he wraps the blanket around her and all that before oh. Tolga reveals all this. But it's not – it doesn't matter which one gets revealed first. They're two separate plots. But I think I pushed that because we see them for like a minute mm-hmm. and then we get them together for longer. Yes. I think we had I, a, my notes. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of back and forth. It's not a big deal. But remember I said like however many episodes ago, I was like, I think someone broke his heart mm-hmm. and he was like – Okay, then I'm just going to – and so I'm like – when we got this, I was like, dang it. Because now we're probably never going to find out about this girl. I know. We're never going to get the story – or maybe we will, but it'll just be O's girl like maybe telling Esgi. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, we're not – I'm just bummed. I'm like, dang it. They just revealed I know. We this. finally get this bit of the storyline. Yeah. We finally get this bit of information about Osgur and – then it's over. Uh, yeah. So I was like, dang it. This is the, st- this is the storyline I've been waiting for. Like, this is the one I wanted the history on. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's with Esgi and it's good. So it doesn't really matter now. But I just, 
I really wanted that piece of his past. So yeah, yeah. So we so Tolga basically explains that he realized Osgur fell in love with this girl, but she didn't love him, and then she ended up leaving. And he found out that she lives in South America now. Yes. So uh, Sardar starts to kind of plot a plan because he wants to know her name. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Tolga starts waxing poetic about life and yeah. it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we had a couple of terrorist scenes. Um so we have excited Eski because she's waiting out on the terrace. They're at home. And he comes and wraps a blanket around her and, like, snuggles her and tells her she's the best thing that's ever happened to him. And he can't mm-hmm. imagine his life without her in it. And he's like, oh, I forgot the coffee. So he goes to get their coffee out of the kitchen. Eski sees this little box. Oh, my god. So, of course, she gets all excited because she's like, could it be? Blah, blah, blah. Well, she winds up dropping it in the water. She freaks out when he comes out and he's like, don't worry about it. I'll just buy another set. Like, it's not a big deal. She's like, you can't just go buy another one. You need to get it out. You need to get it out. It's And he's like, listen, it's not more important than you. I'm not worried about it. And she's like, but she's just thinking like, this is the ring he picked out for me. I want this uh-huh. one. I don't want him to just go some go buy some random other one. So he's like, like okay. He would just, like he would just leave it in the pool forever. <laughs> so he's like, okay. So he like fishes it out. And then freaking – Guys, you don't do this. You never ever get on one knee to kneel down and open a tiny box. He's all, see, look, no big deal. <laughs> and he pops open the box and it's like AirPods basically. Uh-huh. And he's like, I can get new ones. But these are indestructible. You can drop them off a 100-foot building. You can this. You can that. They're fine. And she's like, womp, womp. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> totally like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So funny. But then – go ahead. Oh, I realized my notes were correct. I just – I because I did – I took screenshots of the first portion of Sardar and Tolga's conversation and then the next portion. Okay. And so I confused myself. So. That's all right. Sorry about that. That's okay. We do – I mean, it's fine. I Sometimes I like compressing those scenes together that wind up going back and forth a lot. Yeah. Um, because now it's a little bit later and they're relaxing under the stars on the terrace and mm-hmm. – and then this was like, gosh, this was like, crap, this was such a pointed quote and it probably wasn't really even meant to be because mm-hmm. they're just talking and and Esgi's basically like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or even five minutes from now. And I was like, no, this is so sad. <laughs> and Osgur's like, well, I don't want any more surprises. And she's like, mm-hmm. but I love surprises. <laughs> And then he's like all concerned about the fact that she hasn't gotten enough sleep and yeah. Um and then Tesla comes running out and of course Oscar's just like my son, my son oh and my like gosh, doggy so snuggles. Cute. And then he starts like ta- this is where I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "Did you know Tesla fell in love with a pigeon?" And I was like, <laughs> "At first I thought he was talking about the dog." So did I. <laughs> Although I actually I don't know, I might have preferred that, but <laughs> but I was like, "Okay." So He's kind of telling this story about the scientist, Nikola Tesla. So I just got a quick little quip on what story he was referring to. Okay. So according to um, this website that I didn't take the screenshot of the name of, um, Tesla is one of the unsung heroes of the electrical industry, which is really funny because it may- – I don't know why this popped into my head. 
because um, it says, while Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse won widespread praise for the genius and inventions that helped form the foundation of today's electrical grid, Tesla mm-hmm. is a somewhat tragic figure who arguably contributed just as much to this business, but spent his last years broke um, and apparently in love with a strange pigeon or with a strange love for pigeons. Okay, so before I move on, if any of you ever watched the TV show House, which aired years ago, there is an episode where he is like teaching a class of like first year like medical su- or first year like residents because mm-hmm. um, he works at a teaching hospital and he has okay. all this stuff on like the marker board or chalkboard behind him. It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of random stuff. But in the corner, he wrote Tesla was robbed. And I was like, what the heck does that? Because I was like, what does that have to do with all this medical stuff like up on the board? Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that was just some funny little Easter egg referring to Nikola Tesla being robbed of the recognition he deserved for um, – Oh, probably. Yeah. And I don't even know why I remember that random episode right then, but it just totally triggered that in my brain. I think I think that's like a highly contested thing. Like, like people have opinions oh. on Tesla and um, – why am I – what's wrong with me? My My brain. I don't know what you were trying to say next. Um, well, because the because of the like race for electricity. Yes, yes. Between him and Edison, Thomas Edison. Good yes. Grief. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people kind of have big opinions on that. Yeah. Well, like I think th- honestly, I think this lamp hanging above me right now is a Westinghouse, and like that must be why that's named that way because of George yeah. Westinghouse. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so here's the thing about him and his pigeon. <laughs> Oh, wait. Do you have – Well, it just occurred to me maybe this is why Osgur was shocking everybody. Maybe. Is it, is it a reference to – Like – It's just interesting. We're getting like tes- – we're getting some history on Tesla who mm-hmm. was, a, you know, a, a pioneer of electricity. Osgur is like shocking people at one point. Oh, and I didn't even put that – electricity gets shut off. I'm like – What's going on here? Okay. Well, maybe what Os- are we missing? Maybe Osley has a very strong opinion about Tesla and the recognition he deserved, and this was her way of like infusing it into the story. Maybe, yeah. So, so the story goes: Tesla allegedly loved an all-white pigeon romantically. Uh, the bird flew, as it's told, uh, the bird flew to tell him that she was dying with a bright light in her eyes. After the bird died in 1922, Tesla knew that his life's work was finished. Regarding this beautiful bird, Tesla supposedly said, I loved that pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. I'm so sorry. I can't not laugh. (laughs) But this last part, this is, okay, this is honestly what I think the whole point of this was, is this last quote right here. As long as I had her, there was a purpose to my life. Mm, yeah. So I I think it was like him saying like to Ezgi, like, you're what's important. You're the priority. Yeah. I think that's what this was all tying yes. – <clears throat> excuse me, tying into. Yes. Um. But yeah. And so, she's kind of his, his free bird that he's – that he loves and yeah. Yeah. So um, was there more to that? Oh, no, he just – this just goes on to say he had a street corner named after him in New York City. So anyways, mm. um, but yeah, so I think the whole crux of that was that last line, like, as long as I had her, there was purpose to my life. Right. Um, 
Well, so, and that's what he keeps telling Eski. As long as we're together, everything is fine. As yeah. long as I have you, nothing else matters. Yeah. So it really, that would definitely track. Yes. But then he looks over and she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but he was concerned about her getting sleep, so it's a good thing. He was. He was. Um. So he gives her a little forehead kiss and that's that. Yeah. So then I was like, wait, who is this new dude that Sardar is now paying? And then I was like, oh, he's like some PI he hired to find Miss Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. And yeah. then uh, as this is now later or the next day? As the next day, I think. Yeah. Okay. They walk up. They're all being all cute and excited mm-hmm. and how they're going to walk in and everything's going to be great. It's a brand new day. With <laughs> And no they le- walk into chaos. Yes. Yep. Oh, and here's the no electricity part. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I'm sensing the theme now. I'm sensing the theme. So, but it got shut off. And then, so, you know, Oscar has to deal with that. And then also, Feetna is there losing her mind and she needs to talk to somebody. So, Eski goes out and has to try to calm her down. Yeah. So, basically, Feetnot's pointing out the irony that she's a matchmaker, yet her husband cheated on her with someone mm-hmm. that she introduced him to. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is sad. But so Ezgi's trying to help her and basically is like, I know a lawyer who can help you make him suffer. Let's go. So they go to meet Denise. Of course, Feetnot's kind of judgy and nose uppity about the location and the look of her office. Yeah. Um, she goes, she just goes on this rant about how she wants him to be a turtle upside down on the asphalt. Like, she wants to bury him. Like, all these descriptions. I was like, yikes, man. But think about it. Like, a turtle upside down on hot asphalt, that, that is a picture in your head. Like, that paints quite the picture. So it's very vivid. Yeah. Um, Doesn't she say she, wa- she wants him to, like, pinch, pinch the life out of him? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> She even wants, like, everything down to his underwear. Like, she wants basically everything of his. Yeah. That's right. So she talks about, like, squeezing his underwear, like, uh twisting his underwear. I was like, oh, my gosh. These are very vivid pictures. (laughs) So funny. So anyways, um, so, yeah, like, basically, they go through this whole spiel. She finally leaves, and Denise is like, and as, or I'm sorry, Esgi's like, I'm sorry for uh, submitting you to that. I didn't think it was going to be quite that crazy. Like, yeah, they um, both have heaved this huge sigh of relief after she's gone because yes. now they're both exhausted from yes. her. So basically, they're off to meet John Sue, but Denise asks really quickly, like, what the surprise was. And Esgi's like, well, it wasn't a proposal, that's for sure. And then, yeah. oh crap, we need to go meet John Sue. So they're off to go see her. Yeah. We get a quick little thing where there's a delivery for Osger that he basically is like, oh, this is for Esgi. Okay, cool. But then we don't see what the delivery is. We just know that it must be part of her surprise. The surprise, yeah. So we get some wedding dress shopping. And John Sue is all paranoid during this whole thing because she's just wanted this for so long that she's kind of afraid something's going to go wrong or something is going to end up happening, which is a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zainab is there too. She's going to get her little flower girl dress or whatever. I, I guess maybe they don't have flower girls, but she's getting a dress too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I – I didn't like this because I was like, I thought we moved past this, like, I'm going to cause trouble thing. Like, but oh, then – Oh, I didn't think she meant to cause trouble. I well, mean- because 
when the girls are when she's walking away, she's all excited. She has her tiara. She's gonna go pick out her dress. Mm-hmm. But then the girls are like, "Oh, John Sue, like the way you are with her, you're gonna make such a great mom." Blah blah blah. And then Zainab gets this look in her eyes, like, hmm. like she doesn't like that they're referring to her as her mom. Which I mean, I get she has a mom, right? But I was like, "Oh man, like I just I didn't like that because I was like, man, I thought we were like moving into." Like they kind of solve things and, you know, realizes that John Sue's not a threat to her and that John Sue wants her to be, you know, a part of their lives and all this stuff. Like I yeah, don't know. I, I guess I didn't see the stuff that happened with Zainab as her like being hostile mm-hmm. or as her being like trying to cause trouble. I saw it more because – and maybe we can just – I guess we can just talk about this. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because later on after the whole wedding dress shopping is done, Mm -hmm. Jansu, Levant, and Zainab all go to the hospital because Mm -hmm. they have – Jansu and Levant have to deal with some stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, Zainab ends up meeting a little girl who happens to be there with her parents. They're getting an ultrasound because her mom is pregnant Well. The girl's like, I'm going to stay here with my friends, even though they're strangers, because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to go in with them for the ultrasound. Well, this st- little stranger girl starts putting stuff into Zainab's head about, because that's, she's like, oh, that's not my mom. That's my stepmom. And they didn't oh, tell me. And okay. they, they told me all these plans that they weren't going to have kids. And now suddenly she's pregnant and they just barely got married and they're going to ignore me. And they'll probably, they'll probably send me to boarding school next year as soon as the baby comes. Oh, okay. So this little girl is like panicking because she has a stepmom who also just got married to her dad. And mm-hmm. now suddenly they're pregnant and she feels, she's feels left behind. So to me, it was like this starts putting stuff into Zainab's head. Okay. And she's like, oh, no, I'm going to get forgotten. They're, what did they say while we were wedding dress shopping? Oh, John, so you'd be such a great mom. Because to me, she just looked like really upset after that okay. little situation with the little girl. Yeah. And so I think she is not necessarily trying to – in a mean or vindictive way cause okay. trouble. Okay. I think she's like, oh my gosh, they're not going to want me anymore mm-hmm. anyway. They're going to get married and just have a new baby and nobody is going to care about me because she's like 10. So. Right. No, you're right. That actually – that does make a lot – yeah, that makes a lot more sense because she didn't like sabotage the wedding. She winds up right. just leaving a note saying that she's leaving. Um, yeah, like a self-sacrifice kind of a thing. Right. And like how much would a 10-year-old totally do that? Right. No, you're Honestly, totally right. You're totally yeah. right. Your little kid brain is like, they'll be happier without me. You're I'm just right. going to leave. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah, that's true because she doesn't actually – she's not like spilling stuff on John Sue's dress or anything like that. So you're yes. right. Okay, I take that back. You're right. She's just – it was just a thing to be like to put worry in her head. Yes. Okay, I got it. Because yeah, what ends up happening is – she leaves a note at the wedding and it winds up stopping the wedding because they're like, where the heck is uh, Zainab? And everyone yeah. winds up looking for her. So John Sue and Levant don't actually get married at right. their wedding. Right. Um, so um, meanwhile, um, you know, while they're wedding dress shopping, just really quick, Levant does wind up showing up. John Sue <laughs> yeah. freaks out. He's like, chill. She's like, no, get out of here. She's and, like, I'll gouge your eyes out yeah. if you don't leave right now. <laughs> yeah. So – so then we have Irem. She's also watching the creepy surveillance of uh, La Laguna. 
Wait, is it Irem? Or no, is it it's Yashim and Sardar. Yashim, thank you. I was like, I wrote Irem, but I'm pretty sure it was Yashim. Uh, Sardar talks about his – he has some surprise plan, which we know is the whole miss wrong thing. And that's when Irem, I think I kind of po- pushed on this, was like, it seems more like you're just trying to piss him off, like, because you're obsessed with Ezgi. Like, yeah. that this isn't really about, like, wanting to take him down. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, Gizem at La Laguna is feigning con- – I think feigning concern for Osger, And, um, you know, because he just looks kind of down. And Ezgi mm-hmm. shows up and he lights up immediately and he's like, close your eyes. I have a surprise. And then up the elevator, <laughs> they go. Yeah. And it turns that out – see- That whole that was – Really cute, him like ushering her into the elevator. Uh-huh. Did you see his little dance that he yeah. did? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, anytime, anytime he does a dance move, it needs to be uh, acknowledged. It was yes, seriously, seriously. So I'm sorry. A quote, quote, dance move. Um, that wasn't too bad. He was like, <laughs> he was, <laughs> for some reason, it just really made me laugh because her eyes are, Ezgi's eyes are closed uh-huh. and he's just like moving his arms around her. <laughs> so he gets her up the elevator and surprises her with a beautiful office. Yeah. But she's like, babe, I really don't think we should mix work and love. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but when you're not with me, like everything sucks. <laughs> uh-huh. It's really he's sweet. Like, he's like, I think you need to understand, like, I need you physically near me. Like, I need to see you. I need to be able to hold you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this man. And then the cockroaches show up and ruin the moment. And I know. They're having this whole sweet moment and he like convinces her and then he's like, no, 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 you're right. You, we shouldn't. And she's like, hey, what, what? you just convinced me and now you're turning. What, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they get distracted because people start screaming. Yes. So now it's later on because we've – now we're having to deal with the cockroaches. So – uh, we've got bachelorette party pantine prep, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's a su- it's a surprise bachelorette for Johnsu. So Denise and uh, Esgi are planning this. Meanwhile, we've got the like world's most depressing bachelor party happening at <laughs> La Laguna. Like Osger's just sitting all forlorn and distracted, and like they're trying to play music. And this is where we get some Emre slash JJ slash. Anul, like dance, dance moves. moves yeah signature dance moves and then levant's little like disco pointing dance moving uh-huh. and then even ozon starts moving and i was like oh my gosh please tell me john's about to do something but he does <laughs> he not he has the right idea he's just chilling on the bar stool watching these three yeah. so it's not a very exciting bachelor party um, no. And then Emre brings up the fact that the girls are having a party. Yes. And then Levant's like, what do you mean they're having a party? Because <laughs> he's just aghast that uh-huh. they could possibly have fun while he's not there. Well, and then so we get a quick switch over to the bachelorette party. Uh-huh. And they're just kind of having girl talk right now. And Ezgi's like, you know, I'm not stressing over a proposal. Like, I'm just happy that we're together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're kind of like, that's the right idea. Because John Sue's like, yeah, that's when it happened for me. Like – you know? Yes. So yeah. then we get back to the bachelor dancing. And then, yes, the whole Esky planned a surprise party. Levant's like, what the heck? And then who says it? Is it Emre? And he's, he's like, ca- he causes so much trouble this whole night. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I bet they even have dancers from Africa coming. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. And the, and the guys are all like, what do you mean? What do you mean, dancers from Africa? 
What does that? That's so funny to me. So, okay. So these mysterious dancers from another continent. And then, so then they're like, you know, they're just having it at John Sue's house. Why don't we take this party home since Osgur's is right next door? And so, this is lame anyway. <laughs> yes. So they're leaving and Pablo makes a call and tells somebody on the other uh-huh. end that, you know, here's the address we're moving to. And so you're mm-hmm. like, oh boy. So we have girls night. They're just singing and dancing and have a good old time. Uh-huh. The boys arrive back home. They're wondering what they're up to because they can hear the music like out on the terrace. And they're like, there are definitely dancers over yes. there. Yes. <laughs> Pablo's implying that strippers are there, basically. And Ozer's like, like, (laughs) I'm going to go check. Uh huh. And of course, Lava and Ozan come and follow. And then Oscar totally trips over himself, falls into the apartment as they're trying to be sneaky and spy. But like makes it like, oh, I was trying to hug you and like uh-huh. hugs Esgi. <laughs> the girls, of course, see right through it and scold them like, oh, should we be assuming all these things about you then? And blah, yeah. blah, blah. So basically kicks them out. Yeah. And we're like, uh-oh. So they get back to Osgur's. These dancers arrive and Hydar. Oh, my gosh. And like, Oh, my so- gosh. The faces on Ozan, Osgur, and Levant when the girls walk in is like my favorite thing of this entire episode. <laughs> Ashley made a meme of it, you guys. I posted it in our Instagram stories last night because she texted it to me as she was watching this episode. And I was like, oh, that needs to be a meme. So she added a little in Turkish thing to it. And it's up in our stories uh, right now. But and under our highlights of memes on our Instagram account, it's really funny. It's like the perfect looks on all their faces. It it was a good it was a good one. Shocked. And because stinking Pablo, he he's causing all sorts of trouble. Yes, because um the girls now are like, well, my mood's kind of sour, but maybe we overreacted, blah, blah, blah. Let's go talk to the boys. So they go next door. Oh, my gosh. Levant's dancer looks so scary. <laughs> she looks like she's about to murdelate him in, in like a minute. She's looking at him with such an intensity that I was like, oh, my gosh. I would be so frightened. So funny. So so basically, um, they kick the dancers out when they get there. Like, what is yes. happening? You accused us of this and you've got this happening here. And, you know, the they blame Pablo – or they end up kicking Pablo out too because they're like, well, he brought them. So, like, kick him out too. Yeah, Levat expl- quote, explains everything. Uh-huh. And then the boys are all – Oscar's like, we're victims. <laughs> we're yeah, victims we're just here. innocent victims. <laughs> so then um, – because Levant's like, yeah, the barman is out of his mind. So then they kick all of them out. And then they wind up. They're like, well, there's girls here. We can still have a dance party. Yeah. And it kind of tr- it turns into this very sweet, like, prom last dance uh, little thing. Yes. And I love it because we get sweet little moments between all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Osgur basically is, like, saying he's being reminded why he fell in love with Esgi. Do you have what he yes. says? I do, because they're like, oh, I'm glad you're not offended at me. Oh, I'm glad you're not offended at me either. (laughs) So he says, uh, on the contrary, once again, you reminded me why I fell in love with you. She says, oh, how? He says, well, with your determination, taking care of the life you want to live, taking care of me, 
and that's all he says but it was really sweet yes and then we get a sweet little embrace bracing moment between ozon and denise same thing with johnson mm-hmm. and lamont and um we kind of just fade out and we're the next day wedding prep guests are arriving yeah. Of course, we have more Esger sweetness. She's talking about how handsome he looks. He's talking about how beautiful she looks. Like, mm-hmm. and um, we see uh, Zaynep too has is just has kind of a like kind of a forlorn look on her face. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So then we get a quick shot of Sardar and the PI guy. He found the address in South America. She doesn't live there anymore. She moved out three months ago. And what do you know? She's in Izmir, which is in Turkey. So now he's got a he's basically like, well, I can find that address too, but it's going to cost you. So Sardar gives him more money and is like, you better deliver on this. And then that's it. Um, So now the wedding is starting. And um, you know, John Sue and Levant walk in. They sit at the like table with the like officiant, mm-hmm. and they're about to start. But Levant's like, John Sue, where's Zainab? Like she's supposed to be sitting right next to Esgi up front. Yeah, and they're and like, Esgi's like, uh, she was right here. I don't know mm-hmm. where she is, but there's a note mm-hmm. that she left, and it basically says, "I wish you all every happiness. I hope everything will be wonderful for your life, but I'm gonna leave Istanbul." Yes. And so, she's literally gone. Yeah. So basically the wedding breaks up because it's like uh, we need yeah. to go find her. So everyone's out looking for her, calling for yeah. her. Esgi's bat still at the venue probably in case she comes back. Mm-hmm. And Sardar's and She's lurk- kind of ushering people out. Yes. So Sardar settled. Sardar winds up being lurking outside while everyone's looking for Zainab. And he approaches Esgi and says basically he has one more good deed for her because he feels bad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So basically it's all this footage – or recording vo- voice recordings of Tolga, of Tolga. Mm-hmm. planning all this stuff. So he's basically like, "Here you go. Here's how you can get Lagabia back for your, you know, for, for your, your boyfriend." Yeah. And she's like, "So she's like, Ozero wouldn't like this. You're basically giving me this so I can blackmail him." Yeah. And he's that, like, "Yeah." She calls him out because that's yep. exactly what he's saying. Yep. But he keeps saying like, "No, this is what he deserves. This is mm-hmm. what you should do. How else are you gonna get everything fixed?" And uh, you should really take advantage of the situation. Yep. And he presses the recording into her hand. He's like holding her hand. Yep. Right. As Ozir walks up. And granted, he doesn't assume – obviously, he doesn't think anything is going on between them. But right. clearly, he's going to insert himself because there's someone else touching his woman. Yeah. So he walks up and is like, what the heck's going on? Well, Esgi winds up taking the recording. And hides it. And hides purse. it in her purse. And – you know, so it ends basically with Osger kind of staring at uh, what's his name, Sardar, mm-hmm. like what just happened. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if that was just an more of a climactic ending to, but really, she doesn't plan on doing anything with it. It was just like this makes it look like maybe she is. Um, so, part of me is like, okay, maybe the opening of the next episode will be like her being like nope not interested here you go and just kind of calling it all right. out in front of Osger. but then the other part of me is like is this episode even gonna have any connection to this one now like i know you know like ah uh, so i know it's, i don't know it's hard to because then <laughs> i feel the, like it ruins the whole thing well it does the fact that it's ending well and like both of the fragments have been like a camping trip type of a thing yeah so and Honestly, too, I think they freaking spoil the final scene. 
Like, I know. How, how do you I know. spoil a series I, finale? I, was, I saw, I watched the fragment. I was like, why did I just do this to myself? Uh huh. Like, I was like, okay, but maybe, just maybe, it's not the final scene, and it's like the second to final scene, and then we'll right. get the follow up to that scene. Yes. But also, I don't want to hope for too much because they had such short notice on this. Um, I know. But yeah, so I'm like, what is with them spoiling the final scenes in these fragments? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, these anyways. these studios need to get it get a grip and yeah. stop doing that. <laughs> I know. Like that the whole point is to get people to watch to see how the episode ends. Don't show us the ending in a 54 second clip. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So Amen. And, yeah. So uh any of you production companies in Turkey who are listening to an English speaking podcast about DZs in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, all you we know you guys all listen. <laughs> we know you hang on our every word. So please, listen up. <laughs> please take note. <laughs> so anyhow, uh all that to be said, I don't really have any predictions because I mm-hmm. honestly don't know what to expect. I don't know how much they were even able to change and reshoot. Right. You know, so I, but I will – I'll be hopeful just because, like you said, we were kind of on this track to an HEA, which mm-hmm. it just makes it more frustrating because it's like, really? You were already – you're already so close to these HEAs just being wrapped up. You couldn't just be like, hey, here's one more full episode for you. I like, know. You can do a lot in two and a half hours. You really can. But not when most of that episode has been filmed because it airs six days after you're getting this news. So sorry. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but – I know. It's you just know, frustrating. It's just frustrating. It's yeah. really frustrating to see and – yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, so I have no idea what to expect, but you'll hear all our thoughts about it when the when we release the episode for the finale next week. It airs mm-hmm. – um, well, it airs tomorrow, uh, you know, in real time for us, but it'll be next week when we're talking about it. So um, tune in for that. And yep. we will be back early next week with Central Kapama Volume 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us all over social media. All the links are in our episode notes along with our Bayanlish playlist. And um, yeah, honestly, I really think that's it. Unless you've got anything else. Nope. I'm good. So until next time, good or shoot Post your call.